my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Atlanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am bringing you a double feature for November. It is the first time Babysitter's Club <laughs> double feature. The first episode, of course, is going to be from season one episode two, entitled Our Very First Night. This aired on September 25th, 1987. In this episode, Jesse takes the rap for DJ and Stephanie after they take advantage of him and stay up too late. And Michelle gets her first tooth. Aww. This episode's got a 7.4 out of 10, based on 393 ratings. Let's see if we got any guest stars. We have Judy. This is an interesting way to spell Judy. J-U-D-I-E. So Judy Aronson as Raven. So I'm guessing she must be the girl singer with the purple hair. We also have David Wakefield playing Pizza Man. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writer Jeff Franklin. I do not believe there are any other writers for this episode, except for the creator. Creator. <laughs> okay, Judy Aronson name was never mentioned, so I guess she didn't get a credit at the end of the episode. Any goofs? <clears throat> when Michelle, oh, it's a continuity. When Michelle is handed off to Danny to say goodnight before he leaves, the treat she holds switches from her left hand to her right and diminishes between shots. All right, all right. Let's see, any reviews? Oh, we got some reviews. Let's see here. <laughs> 7 out of 10, The First Night That Jesse Got It Wrong by Taylor Kingston. This is from January 11th, 2014. Warning, spoilers. Danny, Joey, and Jesse have all things to do tonight. They all have things to do tonight. <clears throat> of course, Danny's got to work. Joey's got a set, comedy set. And Jesse's got band rehearsal. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But the girls can't stay home alone. Jesse ends up being the one that has to stay and look after them. Stephanie and DJ try to kill... Okay, this is interesting. Okay, bear with me here. They can't stay home alone, right? Yet, in the episode, just one of the guys... <laughs> Danny, Jesse, and Joey, and Cousin Steve, played by Kirk Cameron, all go out to play basketball somewhere at some basketball court, leaving DJ, Stephanie, and baby Michelle... Home alone, so 11-year-old DJ has to watch her two younger sisters. Yet, no, they can't stay home alone in this episode because it's the second episode, but 
umpteen episodes later, it's absolutely fine since it's during the day and not at night. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Jesse ends up being the one that has to stay and look after them. Stephanie and DJ try to convince him that they're allowed to stay up late and eat ice cream for late night dinner. Kind of a late night snack kind of deal. Okay. Jesse was meant to have a band rehearsal, so he invites them over to keep... Invites them over to the house to practice. Stephanie and DJ keep trying to stay up, but keep getting caught. At the end of the night, when Danny comes home from work, he sees DJ and Stephanie dancing on these tall speakers with stripes of purple in their hair. And he gets very upset at Jesse. I have two particular quotes that I love. The first is, Jesse, to DJ and Stephanie, should you girls be dreaming about Tweety Bird or Big Bird or Larry Bird? And the other is DJ. Two bowls of ice cream sure gives you a lot of pep, huh? Stephanie, does pep mean you can't blink? DJ, that's pep. Overall, I give this episode 7 out of 10. It was funny, it had its moments, and was very enjoyable. Hear, here, 100%, Taylor. You got it. You got it. All right, this one is a 10 out of 10 by Mitch RMP, titled Jesse. Jesse with an eye. <laughs> the Fun Babysitter, December 3rd, 2013. <laughs> it's the first night Danny has to work because Jesse has a... Okay, they got this wrong. It's Joey that has the comedy act scheduled. Jesse is elected to be the babysitter for the night, and Danny trusts him to leave him in charge, even after the lousy job Jesse and Joey did in getting baby Michelle ready for bed. The girls, knowing their father has left the building, takes advantage of Jesse's lack of babysitting knowledge. They trick him into letting them have ice cream in the room, and then when Jesse invites his band over to the house, for and all, to go uncredited, the girls get dressed and come downstairs. They even order a pizza. <laughs> when Danny comes home, there's a party going on with the band, the pizza boy, and the whole family, except for Michelle, who's upstairs sleeping. Supposedly sleeping. <laughs> the family is, the episode is funny. The dialogue had some funny punchlines that make you smile or even laugh out loud. The fact that Jesse is so ignorant with kids just adds to the humor. Danny's character always shows that he's a more serious, responsible guy. Having been nearly newly widowed and having three children, Danny has a chance has had a chance to settle down. He's seen the more painful side of life, which probably just adds to the reasons for his more serious role. But we'll see him loosen up a bit as Joey and Jesse work on him. We'll also see Joey and Jesse become more serious as time goes on. All right, and the last review, of course, 8 out of 10, titled John Stamos is the Man! Exclamation point. This is from November 11th, 2013 by Calanvis. <laughs> Warning spoilers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uncle Jesse gets the dubious honor of babysitting the Tanner daughters. DJ and Stephanie subsequently pick on Jesse and cajole him to get what they want, such as eating plenty of ice cream and pigging out on pizza. Jesse get, finally gets some time to himself to practice with his band, but the girls are so wired from all of the food. Jesse, the girls, and everyone also and everyone ends up partying, much to Danny's Bob Saget chagrin. Jesse takes the blame. This was such a fun episode. Not only is it good-natured, but full of good-hearted laughs. I know how it feels to babysit manipulative kids. And trust me when I say it's not fun at all. 
It also provides a very good message about proper responsibility and how you should always take it seriously. If I was a kid, I'd do anything to have somebody as cool as John Stamos babysit me. I have to mention how Bob Saget nearly cracks up when he walks in and catches everyone partying and doing the conga when he comes home. I wouldn't be surprised if he did it. If he, excuse me, if he did and it's in the bloopers. The cast was already getting, excuse me, the cast was already gelling at this juncture, and it was only the second episode. If you want some innocuous, innocuous, fun, (laughs) stumble over this word. Why did you use this word? Well, something that will leave you with nothing but smiles, this episode is your ticket. (laughs) A lot of good reviews. A lot of good reviews, definitely. Yeah, I have not watched this episode in years. And, you know, that's the thing. When I started doing the podcast, I knew episodes that I just, I was not touching until it was time to review them. So I put enough, even though I've seen them multiple times growing up, as you know, and then with the DVDs and, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Reruns and stuff like that. I knew when I did the podcast, I said, there are some episodes, like the holiday ones, I will watch once a year. But there are ones that I'm like, this is going to be a podcast episode. I want to put enough distance so that way everything kind of comes, you know, fresh to me. It's not going to come fresh to me if I watched it like five months ago. So, (laughs) all right. And I always like to read the DVD case synopsis. Sometimes they're hits, sometimes they're a miss. Let's find out. Everybody conga! The full house gets fuller. Oh, I love that. When Jesse holds late night band practice in the living room. Okay, I give it. I give it one point for everybody conga, but it's and the full house gets fuller. But like, cause it looks like there's like it says when Jesse holds. Shouldn't it say holds a late night pra- band practice and not holds late night. I, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> I'm not an English teacher when it comes to like punctuation and like oh you should add this like no 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 I'm not I'm not like that. I love to read, but I'm not going to critique someone's work on the DVD case. So, all right, before I uh get into things, of course, I want to for all you Tanner newbies that are just tuning into the podcast for the first time, welcome, welcome to you all. I want to give you a a little heads up about how things go here. There are other Full House and Fuller House. Well, there is actually one other Fuller House. It's called Fullest House Podcast. It's almost done with Fuller House since the episodes aren't full seasons, but that is not a family-friendly, it's an adult-only podcast. There are, you know, some other Full House podcasts that are Trying to think, I think the What's This Full House podcast may be a clean podcast, but then there's uh, The House Must Be Full, there's How Rude, there's Why Full House Was Great, or Why Full House Was So Great. Those podcasts, you know, they're good, but again, they're for a more 
older audience. So they're not family friendly. And I'm not knocking them by any means. I loved how rude. I loved, you know, listening to other people's takes on episodes and stuff. But as I've said in the past, I wanted to be an alternative where you could listen to a podcast about Full House, reminisce about that, and the sequel show Fuller House with your kids in the room and not have to worry about F-bombs being slung or S-bombs being thrown or what have you. I wanted to be that alternative. Another thing is I don't go in order of air date. I decided to do something fun and make it all about little series of either four episodes or double features with two episodes or like a little trilogy or triple feature with three episodes. So, and I have been known to take, you know, a break here or there where maybe I might only post an episode. That's very rare that I only do like one episode. I know I did say that I would be splitting these two episodes where I just have one for November and one for December, but circumstances suddenly have changed where I have a little more time on my hands right now, and I really don't want to get into that because um, it happened recently, and I'm still trying to work through all of that. It's just, yeah. Yeah, if you guys can read between the lines of I have more time on my hands, then you probably know what I mean. But anyway, enough of that damper. <laughs> So, yes, the first time Babysitter's Club double feature. So I'm doing our very first night, and then I'm going to be doing <laughs> Misadventures in Babysitting from Season 3, where DJ wants to get her own phone line, and Kimmy suggests that DJ babysit Ryan Kagan, who is actually in Stephanie's class. We see him in Nerd for a Day in Season 3. <clears throat> he is also the voice... <laughs> Malachi Pearson is the boy's name who plays Brian Kagan. If his voice sounds familiar, he did the voice of Casper in 1995's Casper with Christina Ricci. He was the ghost part. Devin Sawa, my crush in the mid-90s from Little Giants and Casper in Now and Then... Of course, yes, he played the human part for very, not even 10 minutes. I think it was like maybe five minutes or less of screen time at the very end. But Malachi Pearson, I mean, that is a, an amazing that he did that. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, character, you know, actually, Elias Harger, who plays Max on Fuller House, he actually does some uh, voiceover work. He's been in... Uh, an animated film, I think it's like Felix something, and it just, it looks adorable. I like that the kids are starting to get into other projects post Full House, because they all definitely have a lot of range and should be able to show off their talents that they can do more than just one character they portrayed for five years. Which, if you think about it, especially for Elias, I mean, he was like, what, eight, nine when Full House started? So, that's a good chunk. Five years, that's a good chunk of childhood right there. Because the kid just turned, like, what, 14, I believe, recently last month? So, yeah. 
Also, if you're looking to find out where you can find the podcast on social media, since I don't do episodes in air date, I do them in series and double features, you can just go to Facebook, type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The Only Land to Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. So I decided for December, I thought that was be, <laughs> this would be the funnest thing to do. for So first time Babysitter's Club, two episodes, double feature, November. In December, I'm still working out a fun title for this one. And I just have been, I've been toying around with this idea for a while. I'm like, what? episode can I fit with this episode and what kind of a double feature I'm thinking of going with the term it's all relative so I'd be covering just one of the guys from season one of Full House guest star Kirk Cameron who was on Growing Pains at the same time Candace Cameron who plays DJ actually had been in a couple episodes of Growing Pains I believe in season four and also the cringeworthy episode. Oh my gosh, what is it? I gotta look it up. But it's got Stavros. <laughs> it's got Stavros in it. Oh my god, that that's an episode. Honestly, I I avoid that like the play. I don't know why, because Jesse uh, John Stamos does kind of a I wouldn't even call him a doppelganger really, but he he kissing cousins. Yes. This was the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, God. He just looks really gross. He, he does. They really uggified him. I'm, I'm sorry, but Stavros is just, he's a creep. Jesse's cousin Stavros comes to visit and takes advantage of the whole family. Ooh, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm going to be covering those two episodes for December. And then in January, of course, I usually refer January I refer to that as Jesse's month, even though John Stamos' birthday is in August. But I kind of stuck with that because back when I covered Jesse and Becky, a love story, and then the following January was Jesse and Becky, the next chapter, new parents. So this one's going to be Jesse and the girls. I'm going to be covering Fogged In. So that's with him and DJ. Um, I'm also going to be covering... And Baby Makes Three, I believe. Or, no, Three Men and Another Baby. So that was, you know, him and Michelle. And then The Devil Made Me Do It, another Jesse and Michelle episode, because I wanted to get the uh, Three Men and Another Baby in there, and I figured that's the only category it kind of fits into. And then, of course, we got the beat from Season 8 with Jesse and Stephanie, since I already covered... Cutting it close. I can't even think about what... I I think either Jody Sweeten's birthday or John Stamos's birthday. I would have covered that for that one. So, And speaking of Jody Sweeten, her birthday's in January. So I'm going to think about... Oh, you know what? I was thinking of Gotta Dance. But like, you know what? I think... Um, let me Let me put that one on hold. I thought about Stephanie's Wild Ride, but I really want to um, put that one with the serious episodes, which I really want to get to the serious episodes. Um, I'm thinking, because February, and I know, guys, I will get to the episode. I'm sorry, it's going on like 20 minutes. Like, when are you going to get to the episode? I will, I will. So, yeah, I'm going to... 
February is going to be all about dating mishaps. So, dating disaster from season five. We got um, the one where Lost in the Dust with Danny and Stephanie's, you know, uh, dance instructor, dance teacher. And then there was one other one. Let me think here. Triple date. That was the other one. Triple date. So, that's going to be a triple feature for February for the month of Valentine's Day. So, look for that one. And then I think. Yeah, I think March or April is going to be, I'm going to start tackling the serious episodes. Now, if you want, I could do it in March and April and stretch it out to two months, or I can just do a part one serious episodes and then come back and do them again. So it's really honestly up to you guys and, and what you think I should do. If you want them all kind of put into two months, I can do that. And, uh, yeah. All right. So one last piece of advice. If you're listening, <laughs> advice, <laughs> um, just mere suggestion. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, or if you just recently tuned in, you like it, you enjoy it. Like, wow, I really enjoy this full house podcast. Brings back so many memories. I'm really having a fun time. If you want to support the podcast, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't do Patreon. I don't want your money. I just want to give this to you free and clear, one Full House and Fuller House fan to another. All I ask is a moment of your time. If you can jump on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and go to the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast and scroll down to where it says leave a review. If you want to leave a review, you can do that. You can use emojis. Have fun with it. All five-star reviews, of course, help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves so oh, i have a ringing in my ears oh my goodness okay <laughs> 20 minutes in okay let's get to our very first night all right so we come out of the intro we are in michelle's room jesse and joey are just finishing up with michelle's diaper He's like, all right, the diaper is on. And Jesse's checking his watch. Like, all right, 17 minutes. We beat our old record by 37 minutes. And the fact that there's two of them, and it's like, well, Nerland doesn't take two people. But then again, it's like they're both learning. They're both prior to have never changed a diaper. So, yeah. Good on them, though, honestly. That's, that's great. Jesse and Joey slap high five and then they're like, oh yeah, we were just handling a baby's diaper. Baby wipe. So they sanitize the ham with the baby wipe. And uh, Michelle's sitting in her crib just chilling. Pre-bedtime ritual. Just getting ready to go into sleep mode. They use the inflatable little uh, ring thing that you put at Michelle and she moves around the room in. I don't even know what the real like term like what the name of that thing really is but <laughs> they use it like a like a, a trash receptacle or something like oh we'll just throw it in this thing Ugh. and of course joey's got an idea hold it i'm about to make a quantum leap in diaper theory all right and jesse's like all right go with it go with it and Joey says, okay, if we triple the diaper, 
We get three times the protection, but we change her one-third as often. I don't think that would be the way to go. She's not going to poo and pee through three layers of diaper. Oh my goodness. It's just going to be more compacted and more just aggravating because it's that much closer to the skin and irritating the skin and it's just going to be horrible. Plus, how are you going to fit any of her clothes? Well, she basically, being a baby, she's mainly just in onesies unless it's like Thanksgiving where they put her in a beautiful little dress. I get it. I mean, they want to, like, maybe we could cut down on how often we change her by doing this. It's a good, interesting theory, but it definitely just wouldn't work. Jesse is all about it. He's, like, loving it. Loving it. Just further proof that these guys are newbies when it comes to diapers. I changed the diapers of my two nephews and I think my eldest niece which is really funny because even my youngest niece now is 18 years old <laughs> and my oldest nephew is gosh he was born in 94 so uh 27 going on 28 now <laughs> well let's see in about three years he's going to be 30 so 27 oh my god that makes me feel old because i'm 39 and he was born when i was 11 and a half so, they want to prove this point for emphasis, as Jesse's got two diapers, like, alright, we put two diapers together, and Michelle Tanner, come on down! Sounding like the price is right. They set her down with these two additional diapers. What is she eating? I don't know. And <laughs> Joey says... You know, if we just tie a hefty bag around her, we'd only have, that way we'd only have to change her on trash day. <laughs> I don't think that would work either, Joey. It looks like she's eating a thin carrot. Okay, this is... <laughs> so they get her little uh, junior jammy nighttime wear. They get one foot in and then, you know, of course with the triple diaper scenario, I mean, how are you gonna put her in this onesie, right? So they're like, well, we take the arms of the, the jammies and then we tie it around her waist. Bing, bang, boom. Done. <laughs> so the two diapers just fall to the floor because <laughs> they're not attached by any way. Joey brings up the, well, there's a snag in the plan here, but I say we go with a nice two-piece ensemble from Baby Armani. Oh my goodness, these guys. <laughs> they may be amateurs, but it, I mean, it is, it's fun to watch them get things wrong. So they take another baby onesie and just kind of put it over Michelle's shoulders and like tie it just under the neck. Almost kind of like you'd see those kind of preppery-ish people from the 80s will put like um, a sweater over their shoulders and then they'll kind of tie off the arms just under the neck like just looking so uh <laughs> so funny <laughs> they call Michelle yuppie baby so Danny comes into Michelle's room and he says I got the girls in and then he sees Michelle wearing two onesies, one on the bottom and one over the shoulders. And I love how Jesse and Joey are just so proud of themselves. They're like, ta-da! Like, look at her! Doesn't she look great? 
crying or anything. I call that a success. I love what Danny says here. He says, guys, Tarzan, who was raised by apes, went to bed in better shape than that baby. <laughs> Tarzan just grew up wearing, wearing a loincloth, kind of like Mowgli in Jungle Book. I mean, it can't get much simpler than that. Uh, yeah, and Jesse's like, big deal. You're talking about a guy who wore diapers his entire life. I mean, yeah, it was a loincloth, but still. And Danny, I love how Danny just swoops and he's like, well, I appreciate the effort, guys, but, you know, I'll, I'll take it from here. And it's just really funny being the fact that we know that, you know, Danny was out of the house, you know, working a lot and stuff. And Pam usually was the one to do all the mom stuff, you know, getting Michelle ready for bed and all of this stuff. So I just I, I like that Danny has taken the initiative and, of course, he feels he knows his daughter more than the two guys he brought in to help take care of her. So it's like, I got this, guys. You you two take a break. You go check on DJ and Stephanie. Make sure they're still in their beds. And Jesse's like, yeah, sure, now that all the work is done. He's like, good night, Michelle. And I love Joey doing the Michelle voice. Good night, Uncle Jesse. Next time you see me, I'll have a big surprise for you. In the diaper department. What is that? That is just like a large sweet potato fry or something, but they didn't have those back then in 87. So is it a weird stretchable carrot? Like a carrot stick. <laughs> and Joey continues his baby Michelle. I don't care how many diapers I have on. <laughs> and I love that Jesse and Danny are just laughing along with this. And baby Michelle, she's just got such a smile on her face. That's probably because her mom is offset, you know, smiling and laughing. And, you know, either Mary-Kate or Ashley are responding to her mommy. So Danny's like, give me my kid. And he looked at Michelle and said, you know, you really are a good sport, you know, putting up with these two guys trying to figure out how to change your diaper. <laughs> and I love how Jesse and Joey, as they walk through the doorway out into the hallway, are kind of doing like a little, uh, like, slide high five kind of thing. I don't even know. What would you even call that? I was trying to figure that out yesterday. It's like a, instead of a high, because high five is like, you're going above the head. You're like, going like that, right? Actually, wait, did they do that or did they do this? I'll just call it a slide five. Oh, there's my timer. I gotta flip my Rangoons. Alright, and the diaper is on. Beautiful. 17 minutes. We beat our old record by 37 minutes. <laughs> Baby wipe. Oh, so it's been like an hour? Can you believe that, Quinnos? Hold it. I'm about to make a quantum leap in diaper theory. Go with it, go with it. If we triple the diaper, we get three times the protection, but we change her one-third as often. Loving it, loving it. Put two diapers together and Michelle Tanner, come on down! <laughs> you know, the other way to go is to tie a hefty bag around her waist. That way we'd only have to change her on trash day. <laughs> Junior jammy time! Huh? It's you, all right. We go, we put the leg in like so we simply uh we tie we tie we simply tie like this it's a diaper nice. start to fall off for those two Snag of the plan. i suggest we go with a lovely two-piece ensemble from baby armani using your head joseph using your head all right 
100% wrong. They don't do a slide five or a high five. They do a handshake. Yeah, good job there, man. We did good. <laughs> Baby didn't cry once. I call that a success, basically. <laughs> so now that Jesse has moved into Stephanie's room, he's trying to make it his own by putting up Elvis posters. Uh, there's a <clears throat> guitar hanging up. And the little nook window. There's also, it says, postage, postage stamps. 50 cents. Almost like one of those metal operating things where you put, like, 50 cents in and out pop stamps. So, I don't know if that is actually operational or just, uh, you know, vintage. So, Stephanie, of course, comes in because this did used to be her room. And mind you, Jesse, it seems like they've only been there, like, I don't know whether it's the very, because it says our very first night. So I don't know if it's later that same day, and he's already getting stuff moved in, or whether it's been, a, but anyway, she is having a bit of a time adjusting to this, especially because Jesse's Elvis poster is covering up the pink bunnies that apparently her mom put those bunnies up just for her. And she even says that. Jesse's like, well, your bunnies are very, uh, they're very pink, Steph. Oh, it's, oh, oh, girl, you got that guilt train heading out of the station. She's like, my mom made me those bunnies just for me. Don't you like them? Let me guess. She's going to get the, the big bottom lip sticking out. Jesse just, the poster isn't even all the way up either. He only had like two uh, push pins in it, and he he just yanks it down like, oh these bunnies! Oh I I I love these bunnies! Yes, they're so nice. And Jesse says, you know I'm sure that Elvis had bun pink bunnies all over Graceland. <laughs> well maybe we don't know. I don't know. I've never been to Graceland. So here comes <laughs> Danny and says, all right it's riddle time. Who has Blonde hair, purple pajamas, and is up way past her bedtime. And Stephanie says, uh, Elvis? <laughs> and here pops in Joey in the doorway of Jesse's room and says, Steph, the Sandman Express is on its way. This is adorable as he gets down on all fours and starts making train imitations. All right, let's take stocks since the camera's pulled out enough that we can actually see. Jesse's got some cardboard boxes with his stuff. We also got a, another Elvis poster that's up on the closet. We got a flamingo. We got a... Leaning against the wall, we got a 
golden like saxophone. We got little forty-five old records, like at least like seven of them, and then there's some running down the other side of the closet. Just very wanting people to know that he just loves Elvis, loves music, loves rock and roll, and he does, of course, have that beautiful jukebox that looks like it's got, you know, liquid running up and down the sides. It's really, really cool. I, I like it. And, of course, I'm sure you heard me in a past episode mention whatever the heck that is by the right of the doorway underneath the light switch this blue, it's like a pale blue metal, it looks, what is it? I, uh, I, throw me nuts the last, I don't know what that is, but Jesse's had it since like season four, I don't know if that makes it to the attic apartment when Jesse and Becky move up there, but, uh, yeah. I love this. As Joey comes in on all fours, he's got the harmonica in his mouth, and he's making the train. It's just, it's so cute, and I just love how he is so, you know, into this and helping the girls and everything and just creating some type of an adorable routine. Like, it's bedtime. Time to get ready for bed. This is the first time he does it, I believe, because he says the Sandman Express is going to be running every single night. Nothing. That is a commitment right there. That is a huge commitment. We never see it happen after this episode. And yeah, Stephanie like hops onto Joey's back from Jesse's bed, and he just crawls on out of there. And of course, Jesse says to Danny. Any of Tarzan's eight, friend, eight friends do that for Tarzan? Well, we don't know. Uh, the only Tarzan reference, other than the movie that came out, what, 98-99, would be, I think it was on Fox, because I said a lot, I watched a lot of Fox before we got cable when I was 14 in 97? 96? 96. So, no, it was, anyway, who cares? <laughs> but there was another Tarzan, there's like a Fox version of Tarzan that came, a TV show that came out, and I swear it was like the early to mid-90s. Okay, this has gotta be it. Tarzan ran from 91, which I would have been nine at the time. Ran from 91 to 98. I Okay, let's see here. Legendary ape man and his scientist friends protect the jungle from environmental threats in this updated version of the classic story. This has got to be it. I swear this has got to be it. Because I don't know they, what else it would honestly be if it isn't this. Why don't any of the, the chimpanzees and the animals get credited in this? And these Tarzan films and TV shows. I mean, they're actors, too. They deserve credit for their work, right? I feel they do. I mean, Ben, not Ben the Bear. What was his name? Was it Ben the Bear? That The bear from that movie, there, it was in, an, in a handful of, uh, let's see. Um, it's called The Bear, and it came out in... Bart the Bear. I'm sorry, his name was Bart. Oh, he looks adorable there. Um, yeah, this guy was in, this bear, 
was in so many things. I remember that uh, Benji the Hunted, The Great Outdoors, The Bear from 1988, uh, White Fang, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Why is he being uncredited in that? Legends of the Fall. Okay, wait a minute. I've seen Homeward Bound 2. Where is Bart the Bear ever in that movie? There aren't any bears in San Francisco running around the streets. My gosh. So someone lied on IMDb for that movie. The Bear in The Edge. And, of course, his last credit, 1998 in Meet the Deedles, which I've never watched. Pretty cool, huh? Look at this. I'm hanging Elvis up right here. Over my bunnies? Well, Steph, your bunnies are very, uh, pink. My mom made those bunnies just for me. Don't you like them? These bunnies. I love these bunnies. I'm sure Elvis had bunnies hanging all over Graceland. Okay, it's riddle time. What has blonde hair, purple pajamas, and is up way past their bedtime? Um... Elvis? <laughs> Steph, the Sandman Express is coming. <laughs> All aboard! <laughs> See that? Any of your reef friends do that for Tarzan? What, oh, we also see a Buddy Holly, the Buddy Holly story, the movie poster on Je Jesse's wall. Also, that is actually a good movie. I definitely, you know, I don't know why, what it is about biopics that I love so much. You know, Coal Miner's Daughter, Selena, Jackson's An American Dream, about uh, Jack, uh, Michael Jackson and his brothers forming the Jackson Five and living in Gary, Indiana. And what was our other one? It, what was the other one? It was that one. It was that one. I swear there was another. There's like four of them. That was La Bamba, Selena, Coal Miner's Daughter, and Jax. I mean, there's a there's a whole bunch. I back in August I saw the movie Aretha, and I I thought it was amazing. Jennifer Hudson did such a good job. And I was just kind of thinking, in season four, when Jesse is, you know, he and Becky are married, and he's planning on moving to her place in the episode called Fuller House, he mentions about how, you know, here I thought I was just going to be moving in to help out for a few months, and I ended up staying four years. But I'm just thinking, anyone that's planning on staying, like, probably, like, half a year or so, they're going to want to make the room a little bit more comfortable you know, to their standards and stuff. Like, if I'm going to be here for a while, like, actually living in this room, I gotta... It's not like he's saying I'm going to rip down the wallpaper and I'm, I'm you know, not going to, you know, destroy the pink bunnies that my sister worked so hard on for Stephanie. I'm not going to do that, but... But, I mean... I mean, it's one thing if you were going to stay there for a month, I mean, maybe bring some stuff over, but I don't think he's going to go full-on decorating the walls. I mean, he brought his jukebox over. That, I can only, can you imagine getting that on the shrews? I don't know how much that thing weighs, but I'm pretty sure it weighs more than a grown man. Maybe. I don't know. So, Joey, of course, takes Stephanie across the hall 
Sandman Express, last stop, Stephanie's Bed. Every night runs the Sandman Express. Good golly, Joey, that is a commitment I could never commit to. <coughs> DJ, of course, is wearing a long-sleeved nightshirt. And it's got a bear on it. It looks like Bear University. And then she's also wearing red leggings underneath and white socks. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not a U on DJ's nightshirt. It's a V. And it's a little cheerleader bear. Victory! Yay! Go, team, go! Then she asks Joey, if I get in now, can you drop me off at the nearest hotel? So <laughs> Jesse comes in. Because Danny's like, all right, say goodnight. And Jesse says, all right, goodnight, junior babes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Stephanie looks right at Jesse like, Uncle Jesse, tell us a bedtime story. And right away, Jesse's like, well, Uncle Jesse doesn't know any bedtime stories. And here we go with that. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Oh my, and she was doing this in the first episode of season two. Yes, he does. You rubbing her eyes with her fit, her closed fist. Like, oh my goodness, Steph. <laughs> he just gives him like, all right. He throws his hands up like, all right, I'll make one up. <laughs> Yay, Stephanie's happy. And I'm just thinking, she's wearing barrettes. Wouldn't you take those out at night? Because I can imagine, I mean, me as a little kid having you know, barrettes or whatever in my hair. It's like, after a while, or even just having your hair up, like in like a ponytail, after a while, it's like, or even if like, I think my sister sometimes would do like a little fringe braid for me or something. And at the end of the day, it's like, you take that out and it's like, your hair, your head like aches. And your hair just like, ah. So Jesse's like, all right, fellas, help me out here. And I love how Joey's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll turn this into a game. We'll make it a fun game. So he says, all right, Steph, you start the story. And then you point to one of us when you want us to, you know, whoever you want, the, when you want someone to take the story over. This is creative on the fly. It's like, wow. And we don't want to get the girls too wound up before bedtime that they can't sleep. We do see on DJ's corkboard on the side, there's a little, it looks like it would be a bumper sticker that says soccer in blue font with red lettering. And so I'm guessing, because we haven't seen her do soccer yet, we won't see that until season two, but it looks like that's kind of like where they're leaning DJ's interests. I'm trying to think. I don't think we see any horses yet on any nightstands of hers or anything yet. So, of course, Stephanie goes the simple route. Once upon a time, there was a pretty girl named Cinderella. And she points to Danny, like, all right, Daddy, your turn. And Danny jumps right in. like, And Cinderella wanted to go to this big fancy ball. So he's probably taking whatever knowledge he gained from the Cinderella Disney film. Like, oh, I know I saw that a while ago. How did, oh yeah, the ball, that's right. And now he's starting to blend 
like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, as he says. And then she wandered into the woods and she came upon this cabin and she promptly fell asleep in Papa Bear's bed. Okay. Stephanie is like, I don't think that's how it goes. I don't think so, Daddy. I like how Stephanie climbed into DJ's bed. It's like, well, if they're all going to tell us a story, we need to be in one spot. And I'm like, Danny said, no, no, honey, you you just wait now because it gets better. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> so Danny's like, all right, she's on the bed. She's out like a light. And then all of a sudden, and then Stephanie's like, eh, Joey, your turn. Go. Oh, I love this. Joey's like, well, let's see. When Cinderella woke up, she was very thirsty. So she went to 7-Eleven for a Slurpee. Uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? Right? Or she ran into Bullwinkle. <laughs> I bet she did. Was he getting a Slurpee too? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Both Stephanie and DJ are kind of... Got their uh, eyebrows kind of furled, like, looking, like, side-eyeing Joey a little, like, what? Wait, this is a game, though. You mix it up. You throw some crazy characters in there from other franchises and shows and books and bing, bang, boom. You got a story, 7-Eleven. <laughs> So, of course, he does a Bullwinkle impression, like, Hello, Cinderella, would you like to go to the ball with me? Not only am I a great dancer, but you can hang your coat on my antlers. Oh, they are really, I mean, right behind Joey, we got this, like I said, the giant cork board. We got a first place where a lot of ribbons for DJ shows that she's good at, you know, certificates of awards, achievements. We see... Another thing with a, a soccer ball, and it's definitely going to show this is something that's going to be big for DJ. She's going to be athletic. Not only is she going to do soccer, later she's going to do karate. She's also going to be into horses. There's a little bumper sticker that says, keep your paws off my property with a frowning kitty cat. <laughs> oh, of course. I love how Joey is so confident in his own impressions. Like, <laughs> kids love this stuff. Well, these two kids are just rolling their eyes at you like, okay. And then, of course, you know, someone's going to be like, okay, Uncle Jesse, your turn. Because he hasn't really had a turn to say, like, contribute to the story yet. DJ finally gets involved in this where where she, like, points at Jesse like, eh, Uncle Jesse. So, Cinderella, Bullwinkle, they get married, right? They go on the newlywed game, and they win a grand prize selected especially for them. Good night. And Jesse's like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm done. Can we, can we, are we done? Can I go? And Stephanie says, eh, daddy. And, and Danny, like, yanks Jesse back down onto the stool next to Danny. Says, we're not done. You're not going anywhere. We're all doing this. So sit back down, Jess. And Danny can, continues the story. He's like, and then the big bad wolf showed up. And he stood outside their door and says, open up. Or I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. And I can do it too because all we all know that wolves have amazing lung capacity. Did he get that from National Geographic? Because <laughs> we know he didn't get it from the Animal Planet Channel or the Discovery Channel or anything like that. Nat Geo Wild was not around then. Oh my god, the look that the girls just give Danny 
where DJ is like, uh, yeah, sure, Dad. And Stephanie's like, what? <laughs> like, DJ kind of like, uh, yeah, sure. And then Stephanie turns to DJ and is like, are you hearing this? <laughs> Do you get any of this? It's not right. <laughs> I know I'm not alone in this. Let's <laughs> really get into the buzzer sound and point like, Stephanie goes, eh, Joey. And then Joey goes right into bullwinkle mode. And then DJ's like, eh, Uncle Jesse. You know this is just a ploy to keep them up. They want to stay up as long as they possibly can. The only way to do that is if they keep continuing this cray-cray story with Bullwinkle and Cinderella and the big bad wolf and Papa Bear's bed and stuff like that. So many properties, so many stories, so many crossovers. I see, this is weird. He says, all right, so the babe... The moose, the wolf, they all fell in love, right? They moved to Sweden where that kind of thing is acceptable. He said they moved to Sweden where people are a lot more cool about that sort of thing. Some creepy menage a trois. No, thank you. And Jesse is just like done. He's like, and that's the end of the story. Good night and goodbye. DJ concludes, no monsters, no witches. But that story was very scary. So Danny pulls Stephanie out of DJ's bed and says, all right, honey, it's time to go to bed. And she says, can I ask you to do one favor? And Danny says, sure, what is it? She takes like four or five books that have been sitting on her nightstand, turns to Danny, hands them to Danny and says, study these storybooks. She says, we'll talk about them in the morning. Like, you guys need to moan up on your, like, Three Little Pigs, Cinderella, The Big Bad Wolf. I mean, I think that's what the Three Little Pigs. Yeah, he, he, Danny takes the first book off the pile and asks the guys, all right, who wants Puddle Duck and the Quack Quack Gang? And I'm pretty sure, like, oh, we read that one already. Pass. But they both say, read it. Like, Danny, who are you kidding? Probably read all those stacks of books that were on Stephanie's nightstand. Like, Try again, what else you got? I see, like, we got some board games. There's Trouble. There's something called True Lock. There's Life. I don't know. I don't think that would be too advanced for uh, a five-year-old life. The game of life? I don't think so. A risk. I know we had that board game at my grandparents' house, and I was not going to... Actually, honestly, I don't think we had all the pieces to that, but, um... I wasn't, that was like, no, nah, I just thought that was like too grown up for me. Even for me. I'm like, nah, that just sounds like it's a boring game that I would not be into. <laughs> Last stop, Stephanie's bed. Thank you, Sandman Express. <laughs> and the Sandman Express runs every night. <laughs> if I get on now, you drop me off at the nearest hotel. <laughs> Are you paying? Say goodnight. Alright, goodnight, Junior Babe. Uncle Jesse, tell us the bedtime story. <laughs> Uncle Jesse doesn't know any bedtime stories. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. They must get rid of that no, red curtain doesn't. after this episode yes, today. He does. You don't see it after this. I'll make one up. Why? <laughs> All right, fellas, help me out here. We'll make it a game. Steph, you start the story, and you girls point to us when you want someone else to take over. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a pretty girl named Cinderella. Daddy. 
and uh, Cinderella <laughs> wanted to go to this big fancy ball. And on the way, she wandered into this cabin, and she fell asleep in Papa Bear's bed. I don't think so. <laughs> no, wait, honey, it gets better. So she's on the bed, she's out like a light, when all of a sudden... <gasps> Joey. Um, when Cinderella woke up, she was real thirsty, so she went to 7-Eleven for a Slurpee where she ran into Bullwinkle. So Bullwinkle says, Hello, Cinderella. Would you like to come to the ball with me? Not only am I a great dancer, but you can hang your coat on my antlers. Kids love this stuff. So, <laughs> so Cinderella, Bullwinkle, they get married, right? They go on the newlywed game, and they win a grand prize selected especially for them. Good night. Daddy. Until the big bad wolf came over, and he said, open up, or I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house down. And I can do it, too, because as we all know, wolves have an amazing lung capacity. Okay. <laughs> Joey. So, Uncle Jesse. So, the wolf, the moose, the babe, they all fell in love, right? They moved to Sweden, where people are a lot more cool about that sort of thing. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. Good night and goodbye. No monsters, no witches. But that story was very scary. <laughs> okay, sweetheart. It's time to go to bed. Can I ask one more favor? Sure, honey. What is it? Study these storybooks. We'll talk about them in the morning. <laughs> okay, who wants Puddle Duck and the Quack Quack Gang? Right. Yeah, Joey with his comedy bag and his... How I would call this like power blue, powder blue, like suit, blazer, I guess, if you will. Jesse's got his leather jacket and his guitar. Danny's got his, his, uh, San Francisco Giants jacket on. They're all ready to go out and. Do what they need to do for their jobs. Well, Jesse's isn't so much a job as it's a hobby. And, of course, Joey's also makes money as well as Danny is pretty much the breadwinner in this family. So, all three guys head to the door, but Danny blocks the door. It's like, hey, whoa, whoa, guys. Uh, look, the only way that three adults can leave the house at the same time is if three little girls are with them. He says, the only way that three adults can leave the house at the same time if th is if three children are with them. Two adults can leave, one adult can leave, three, two, or one child can leave with one to three adults. But three adults can never leave with less than three children. Got it? Jesse doesn't want to hear. He's like, look, that's all fascinating and all, but I've got band rehearsal. And Joey says, yeah, and I have a 1030 slot at the laugh machine. Because Jesse's trying to get out the door and Danny's like both arms like blocking any way out the front door. Danny says, I have to do the sports at 10 o'clock. I'm sorry, Jesse. And Jesse takes offense to this thing. Well, what do you mean, I'm sorry, Jesse? What about, I'm sorry, Joey? Or, I'm sorry, Danny? 
<laughs> and I love this comeback from Je from Danny. He's like, because I have an actual job that pays money that allows. Basically, he's like, I'm the one who's actually making the money so we can continue to live in this house and not under a bridge somewhere. Okay, so I have to go. I'm contractually obligated to go. If I don't show up to do the news, they will replace me. That is not. <laughs> That is a viable certainty. <laughs> it's like they're waiting for Danny to slip up so they can like, oh, here we go. We got this up and comer right out of college, ready to go sports critic, sports announcer. Oh, and Joey says, after Danny says, because I have an actual job that pays money. And Joey tells Jesse, and I bring the gift of laughter into the world at 1030. So, yeah. I mean, Jesse, come on, you play covers. The world's not missing much if they don't get your rendition of Shout or an Elvis song. <laughs> Jesse sets his guitar down and says, yes, well, I make music. I'm like, you make other people's music. Other songs that have been sung by other people, not your own creations. But apparently they are songs that touch people's hearts, that penetrate their very souls, according to Jesse. And Jesse, like, steps out off the landing and starts walking away. He's like, now how can you compare that to jokes? Like, he turns up his nose and sneers, like, telling a joke is, like, the worst thing in the world. And Joey won't hear for this. He's like... He starts taking a few steps towards Jesse, and it's like they're about to face off. And then we, in a way, they kind of do. As Joey asks, are you seriously trying to tell me that music is more important than comedy? Jesse points at Joey and says, you got it, pal. And Joey says two words, Ozzy Osbourne. Hey, Joey, don't go, don't go off on Ozzy, all right? He's a cool dude. He's still kicking it. I just looked it up. Ozzy is 73. Wow. <laughs> and he's still rocking it. I'm sure he's still doing music, concerts. Remember when the Osbournes had a reality TV show? It's like they almost, it's almost like they kind of kicked off. <clears throat> reality TV. I'm I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure there's a reality show that came about a, a family that came before that. But definitely, I can I cannot believe that show was over 20 years old. I always watch the Thanksgiving episode. You know, I just watched it recently because you know of season one. I only have season one. I just watched it recently, and then I always watch the Christmas episode in December. And Jesse takes a couple steps towards Joey and says, two more words, Rip Taylor. Joey gets even closer to Jesse. The Partridge family. Jesse gets even closer. It's like they're practically nose to nose. As Jesse says, anyone on Hee Haw? I remember watching Hee Haw back in the 90s. Joey says, Charo. <laughs> and of course, Jesse throws out, Bozo. Joey's kind of like, hey, Bozo did some brilliant work. And I love how Jesse agrees. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. He says the early Bozo was real good. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Joey says, all right, we'll settle this the only 
truly fair way. Ready? Go! And that's not fair, because Joey is, like, closer to the door than Jesse is, and, of course, slams the door in Jesse's face, and then sticks his hand like a little puppet in between the door and says, once again, comedy kicks music's butt. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. No, actually, <laughs> Danny grabs Jesse by the back of his jacket before he can escape out the door. The door isn't closed because Jesse's in the doorway. And then you just see Joey's hand. Once again, comedy kicks music's butt. <laughs> and Jesse does a biting motion like, Arr! <laughs> And of course, Danny is on his way out there to look. All three girls are sleeping like angels. I know I can count on you. I trust you. And Jesse's like, yeah, yeah, go live your life. Yeah, it's like he's trying to guilt Danny. Like, go live your life. It'll be fine. I'll just give up my dreams of success in the music business. Well, as far as success goes, I mean, what, that one hit in Japan forever? And even that was a cover. So, well, Jesse says, I'll sit home and read Honey Bunny in the Wee Little Glen. And Danny's like, I couldn't put it down. And Jesse's like, get out of here. Just get out of here and go, okay? Guys, the only way that three adults can leave the house at the same time is if three children are with them. Two adults can leave. One adult can leave. Three, two, or one child can leave with one to three adults. But three adults can never leave with less than three children. Got it? Look, that's all fascinating stuff, but I gotta get the band rehearsal. Yeah, I have a 10.30 slot at the laugh machine. I have to do the sports at 10 o'clock. I'm sorry, Jesse. What do you mean, I'm sorry, Jesse? Why not I'm sorry, Joey, or I'm sorry, Danny? Because I have an actual job that pays money. Well, and yeah, I bring the gift of laughter into the world at 10.30. Yes, mm -hmm. well, I make music. Songs that touch people's hearts. Penetrate their very souls. Now, how can you compare that to telling jokes? <laughs> Are you seriously trying to tell me that music is more important than comedy? You got it, pal. Two words. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Two more words. Rip Taylor. <laughs> the Partridge Family. Anyone on Hee Haw. Charo. Bozo. Hey, Bozo did some brilliant work. Oh, yeah, right, right. The early Bozo was real good. I'm sorry. Okay, we'll settle this the only truly fair way. Ready? Go. Once again, comedy kicks music's butt. Sorry, man. All three girls are sleeping like angels. I know I can trust you, Jesse, if there's even a slightest yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go live your life. Hey, babe, it's fine. I'll just give up my dreams to be a success in the music business. I'll sit home and read Honey Bunny and the Wee Little Glen. I couldn't put it down. Get out of here. So as Jesse, of course, is taking off his coat, the girls come to... The, DJ comes down with Stephanie holding her hand. And they're about to sneak past Jesse. Is that a my buddy doll 
sitting on the couch? It looks like it. I could be wrong. It could be a cabbage patch with a bowl cut. I don't know. But DJ's like, hi, Uncle Jesse. And she, they walk, you know, they don't walk pat. They walk behind him behind the couch to go through the laundry room into the kitchen. And I'm just thinking, would they have gone undetected if they hadn't said anything to Jesse? Because he's like, oh, hi, girls. Girls! <laughs> like, he just realized, like, what are you doing up? He hightails it, jumping over the arm of the couch. You're, girls, you're supposed to be in get bed, girls! He immediately tries to get control. As the girls are pulling gallons of ice cream out of the freezer. He's like, girls, girls, girls! Whoa, what are we doing here? And of course, the user review <laughs> quote that I just love. As Jesse's like, are you supposed to be in bed sleeping, dreaming of Big Bird, Tweety Bird, or Larry Bird, or something? And DJ starts in on how their dad always makes sure they have a midnight snack. Are you kidding me, DJ? You really think that Uncle Jesse is gonna buy that? He ain't, he was not, he might have been born in the dark, but it wasn't last night. You know, that's a, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if that was the title of a country song, or if it, it might have been a lyric. Yes, Born in the Dark lyrics by Doug Stone. I remember that song. Yeah, DJ actually stands there looking at Jessie as she says, Uncle Jesse, if we get hungry, Dad always makes sure we have a late night snack. Uh, uh, if he may uh, give you anything, it might be a cookie or some milk, but you're not each going to polish off a gallon of ice, uh, a tub of ice cream. The Neapolitan ice cream also that I don't know whenever we got Neo Neapolitan at the house you know dad would we would take them individually of course I'm trying to think I'm pretty sure vanilla was the last to go it was always chocolate then strawberry then vanilla we never like scooped across which I guess is in a way, kind of how it's supposed to go, so you're getting, like, one, a little bit of each flavor instead of just, but then again, Homer Simpson does the same, as soon as the chocolate is gone, he's like, Marge, we need more chocolate, vanilla, strawberry ice cream. <laughs> Jesse even kind of thinks, like, well, could that be right? And Stephanie says, we're going to have ice cream sundaes and chocolate milk. And DJ adds, and cookies! And Jesse points a finger at her and says, freeze, chick. Like, no, he is not, he's not buying that at all. And Jesse is like, all right, I know, I'm pretty hip here, okay? You guys think I'm an idiot or something, right? You really think that I'm supposed to believe that your dad let you have a midnight snack or something? Like, no, 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 no. I let you have that ice cream, you're going to be bouncing off the walls, and you're not going to be sleeping at all. When he asks, like, do you think I'm an idiot or something? Both DJ and Stephanie get this look like, well, I don't know, maybe. Jesse says, as he's shaking his finger at them, let me tell you something here. I, I get what's going on. Your dad's gone, and it's let's take advantage of the babysitter time. 
Jesse says, I got news for you girls. Your Uncle Jesse's a little too sharp to be taken on that kind of ride. But he caves. He says, no, you can have ice cream and chocolate milk, but no, no cookies. None. No cookies. Stephanie's like, yay! Whereas <laughs> DJ puts a hand over him. I was like, and DJ just turns to look at Jesse like, okay. So it's like, okay, like you won this round. Like, let's see. It's almost like she's like, Stephanie, let's see what else we can get over him on. Let's get on him. Like, come on. I'm sure there's something else. Like she's testing him. Like, she's like, oh, okay, sure. It's like, yeah, we can do with that with no cookies. Sure. going on here. Your dad's gone and it's let's take advantage of the babysitter time. Well, I got news for you girls. Your Uncle Jess is a little too sharp to be taken on that kind of ride. Now you can have ice cream and chocolate milk, no cookies. Yay! <laughs> okay. We, those cartons are like empty and there's just chocolate just dripping over. I don't know whether that's supposed to be a record player, but it's just, bowls just dripping, sopping all over that table in the girls' room. And I like, this is creative where they tie one end of the jump rope to the end of DJ's bed and then Stephanie actually managed to get through the alphabet all the way to Z, and she starts again with A. And DJ's like, all right, Steph, that's enough jump rope. Let's do the hand jive thing. What is this, Grace? <laughs> they are wired. They are beyond sugar rush wired. Because Stephanie says, okay, but I can't stop jumping. And DJ actually has to put her hands on Stephanie's shoulders to calm her down like cut okay and Stephanie says I may never sleep again no bowls of ice cream that they basically polished off two cartons well what's left of it is dripping all over that table and DJ says two bowls of ice cream sure gives you a lot of pep huh and Stephanie says is pep where you can't blink and DJ says yep that that's pep yep you got it this is really weird. I want to play this clip because we hear music, but it's not like what's being played downstairs since Jesse decided to bring his bandmates in. I don't know who this girl is wearing the leather pants and the black high heels. She doesn't even get, you know, what girl singer, I guess is what Joey will call her later. We got, they moved the, the couches and stuff out of the way so they have all this room in the living room to be able to set up this drum set. And Gary, Gary, we, first episode we see Gary in, and he's there until they break up 
Jesse and the Rippers and they, yeah, the, because Jesse in season eight will form Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets after he finds out that the Rippers have left him and replaced him with Barry Williams as their lead singer. I think it's Lanny, right? That's the guy that Jesse could never get his name right. So they call him Lonnie. I think he's been there all eight seasons, too. Then how are they playing music? Licorice. <clears throat> Who is that guy? We never see him again. Here we go. Jumping Jack, Flash, and B. Ready? Put two, three, uh. Jesse, you know you're the only one doing any music. They're all looking at you like you're nuts. Uh huh. What a suck up. Pushing it, girl. You are pushing it hard. No 11 o'clock pizza. Did the cheese slide off or stick to the box? No. Keep it. Hey, do you mind if I check out the van? Come on in. The mullets are riding high in this episode. It's almost midnight. You guys listen to two, three songs max. You eat your pie and then straight to bed. No nonsense. Boy, are you strict. Is that a song? I've never heard of it. Oh my gosh, this is nuts. See, when I played it, like, when the girls were upstairs, they heard music playing. You could tell that music, whatever, it sounded like warm-up music compared to what they're doing downstairs. And then the the band, you know, Gary and the blonde-haired mullety dude and then Lanny and the girl are all, like, into the music. And Jesse's like, whoa, 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 I got three kids sleeping upstairs. What are you doing? Give me your sticks. Goes to the drummer, takes the sticks, puts them in the holder, gives him, like, licorice whips or something. What? And, the, and then Jesse is like, all right, we're going to start singing this song. And then he's into it. And then he stops because no one else is, like, picking, like, Gary's not playing his guitar, the other guy's not playing the guitar, the guy's not doing, you know, the licorice whips on the drums or anything. Is And even the girl with the tambourine is just like, what's what's up with this? What What is this? You want us over here for band rehearsal? 
If you didn't want us to play, we could have just stayed. Oh, there's my timer. Could have just stayed home and just schedule for another night because this isn't. This is just something for gigs and stuff. It's not like it's a career for them. It's a hobby. Yeah, and then of course here come the girls all decked out in rocker wear. <laughs> I love Stephanie's little headband. It's and then DJ's got like little like hanging down here. It's so so adorable, so cute. And of course, <laughs> girls, you're supposed to be in bed. And then of course, the doorbell rings and what is? Oh, I forgot to tell you about our eleven o'clock pizza. What? Just like, it's almost midnight. You girls need to be asleep. Oh, my goodness. So, of course, they get the pizza. DJ asks Stephanie, like, hey, did the cheese stick to the box or slide off? Stephanie checks it. Nope. And the guy, the pizza dude, is like, hey, man, can I, can I check out your band? I'm clear, clear that probably was the last, like, pizza delivery of his shift. So, I was like, yeah, cool. Come on in. Free party. <laughs> of course, when the girls, right before they come down, Stephanie hangs over the railing and asks, like, hey, do you know any stuff by the bangles? Because it's 87. So, and Jesse is like, what? Oh, girl. Okay, look. You listen to two songs, three mats, you eat your pie, you go to bed. And, of course, Stephanie's like, oh, boy, are you stripped. DJ notices, like, the purple in the girl's hair. It's kind of like a lilac color, lavender color. And the girl's like, oh, yeah, you just spray it on. It's real easy. And then the next thing you know, the girls have purple streaks of hair. Or purple streaks in their hair. <laughs> Joey's home from his comedy set. <laughs> girl with the tambourine and the pizza guy join in on the con- Oh, Danny is not happy. <laughs> yeah, he's not happy. Ooh, would not want to be Jesse right now. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Boy, are you gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to do with this. I just got here. Oh, my God. Danny looks like he's ready to, like, kick Jesse out of the house. Attention, solid gold farm team. <laughs> solid gold. and your hair is purple. Get down. And I don't mean get funky. <laughs> boys, boys, boys. Walk with me. Talk with me. How could you possibly let this happen? Hold it. On behalf of Joey, I would just like to say that Joey is innocent. Well, it's true. I was doing a conga when you walked in, but <laughs> I conga a lot. Uh-huh. Sure. My name is Joey, and I'm a conga-holic. Oh, Joey. Well, it's way past our bedtime. Come on, Girls! Hi, Girls, get back over here. You're in just as much trouble as they are. Oh, yeah. Dad, I know we're supposed to... Did you hang on a second? Of course he's going to cover um, for them. 
It's not the girl's fault, it's mine. I invited the band over. I woke the girls up. I ordered pizza. I was throwing a party, I needed chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Baby alert. <laughs> baby alert. You girls get right in the bed. You guys follow me. And if that baby's hair is purple. <laughs> so, yeah, Joey comes in from the comedy set that he just did, and he jumps right into the party, does not say anything to the girls, not say... Girls, you really should be in bed. Jesse, what is this? No, that d we're saving that for Danny. Because you know Danny is going to raise holy heck when he, wa he walks into that door. He's not expecting that. So <laughs> and the girls, I love how they're like standing on the, uh, I don't think they're amps or like uh, storage compart things that hold like the amps or the musical equipment or something like that. And... Danny comes, he, oh my goodness, of course, DJ and Stephanie spot him first, and they immediately, like, <sighs> yep. Oh yeah, before Danny walks in, it's funny, because Joey's the one that starts the conga line, the pizza guy uh, jumps into it, and then the girl with the purple hair and the tambourine jumps into it. I love how the music just slowly cuts out, I mean, because the girls notice Danny there first. And he's got a smile on his face, and all of a sudden he sees what's going on, and that smile just drops off his face immediately. You know, he's most likely expecting the girls to be, you know, asleep, because it's after midnight, and probably find, you know, Jesse or Joey, you know, in their room doing, you know, whatever. Or maybe watching the late night television. But he surely didn't expect a party with music and noise and what is this pizza dude? <laughs> Who are you? Why are you here? See, literally, as Danny closes in on him to, like, really almost get in his face, Jesse looks like a deer in headlights. He is, like, he's, like, kind of almost, like, cowering away from Danny. Like, ah, don't strike me. Um, and <laughs> Gary with the mus the black muscle tee. Not flattering for uh, him. And he's got that long keytar. And, of course, he's got his arms kind of crossed like he is, like, nervous. Like, oh, boy, here we go. And Joey is, sidles up to Jesse. He's like, boy, are you going to get it. <laughs> Danny is not messing around. He is, whoo, I mean, he is broiling angry. Danny says, attention, solid gold farm team. What does that even mean? Well he, well, he can't say solid gold dancers. He goes over and pulls... Yeah, oh yeah, she is on it. That is an amp. Pulls DJ down from the amp, uh, that amp she was standing on and says, It's 12.15 and your hair is purple. Now get down from there. And I don't mean get funky either as he pulls Stephanie off the amp she's standing on. So Danny goes over... Behind Jesse and Joey, it's like, boys, boys, boys. As he yanks the cord out of Jesse's guitar that is connected to the amp. And then he lets loose, like, how could you let this happen? And of course, Joey's like, hold it. Now, I just got here, okay? I mean, of course, you saw me, you know, congaine. And then he starts in by saying, 
okay, I'm Joey Gladstone, I'm Joey, and I'm a congaholic. It's like, dude. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. And then Stephanie and DJ. DJ's like, come on, Steph, time to go to bed. And Danny's like, whoa, girls, get over here. You're, you're in just as much trouble as they are. And the fact that, yes, sure, Joey got there late, but he did not take control of the situation as far as taking the girls and saying, okay, girls, you need to go to bed. Because Joey's like, hold it. On behalf of Joey, I would just like to say that Joey is innocent. I love how Jesse just rolls his eyes as he's standing next to Joey. I love, I love how Joey's like, I, it was true, I was doing a conga when you walked in. I, I conga a lot. And you just cut to Danny, just kind of arms folded, just like, I'm not, this isn't helping your case, Joey. Joey continues, my name is Joey, and I'm a conga-aholic. And, yeah, DJ gets up, runs over to Stephanie, grabs her by the hand, like, well, it's way past our bedtime. Come on, Steph. Good night, everybody. And Danny says, girls, get back over here. You're in just as much trouble as they are. And DJ starts in with, like, Dad, look, I know we're supposed to be, and Jesse's the one who cuts her up, actually covers for them. DJ, hang on a sec says it's not the girl's fault is my it's mine and then dj kind of looks at stephanie confused like what what's he doing jesse says i invited the band over i ordered the pizza yeah he says i woke the girls up i ordered the pizza i was throwing a party i needed chicks uh-huh sure and then of course we hear baby michelle crying and of course, Joey does that baby alert, woof, 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 like some siren. And Danny says, you girls get right in bed. And then as he starts running, guys, you two follow me. And they go upstairs to see why Michelle is crying. And she's crying because she has her first tooth. And Danny wants to make this as uncomfortable for Jesse, mainly Jesse, because he starts yelling at them just as he's getting into Michelle's room saying, you're irresponsible, you're unreliable, I'll get back to you on what else you are, as he goes to comfort Michelle. One thing I missed, I had to rewind it, as Jesse was going up the stairs, he handed off his guitar to Gary, who takes it from him and then also puts it around his neck and chest. Okay, so... <laughs> Danny goes into Michelle's room, picks up Michelle, holds her, says, it's okay, daddy's here, and, you know, she immediately, like, takes his finger and puts it in her mouth, and then he, he kind of feels like, oh, I, I understand why you're upset, and he looks at Jesse and Joey and says, Michelle's getting a new tooth, so Danny uses this very descriptive about how Michelle's little baby tooth is coming up through the gums and causing, you know, her to be upset and crying and irritable. It's almost like he's saying that to pretty much punish Jesse, even though Michelle getting a new tooth is not Jesse's fault. Danny looks at Jesse and Joey says, oh, that really hurts. And Jesse puts the same look. I had no, nothing to do with it. Yeah, Danny says in in full detail, just 
Oh my goodness, I don't even want to repeat it because it just sounds really like, ah. But he definitely gets a horrified reaction out of Joey and Jessica as they put a hand to their mouth, like just kind of picturing what that would feel like, a new tooth coming up through. As Danny says, inflamed gum tissue. I'm like, oh my goodness, Danny. He wanted to make that as painful as they can ever imagine. And Joey says, I say we buy her a pony. So Danny, of course, says, you know, sometimes a teething ring helps. Which, I mean, if she, maybe they would have known, you know, Danny seems to be up on stuff. You know, maybe like, well, Michelle, it seems like, you know, her teeth are coming in. So she's been extra fussy. Get, you know, a teething ring, which will be in the freezer or something like that. Danny gives her the teething ring, which I don't think it would be doing any good if it's been sitting on, you know, her the top of her dresser. Because isn't the whole point of it being like a cold teething ring to kind of help numb the, you know, pain and everything like that? That's what I kind of thought. Lukewarm, non-frozen teething ring is not going to cut it. So, Danny gives it to Michelle. Michelle pops it right out of the crib. Like, oh, she likes it. Boop, there it goes. <laughs> Joey catches the teething ring and says, is this anything like catching the bouquet at a wedding? Am I the next to have a baby? Am I going to have a baby? <laughs> so Michelle starts crying again, and Jesse's like, all right, excuse me, fellas. Let me show you how the pro does it. Yes, because the uncle would know more than the father who helped contribute to Michelle's creation on this earth. Uh, well, he sticks a finger in her mouth and she immediately quiets down. We do see a close-up on Michelle's face. She got two front teeth and then she's got two bottom ones. So, of course, Danny and Joey are looking at Jesse with his finger in Michelle's mouth like he is... Dr. Doolittle of babies. <laughs> and Jesse looks a little uncomfortable. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, give me my finger back, kid. And immediately she starts crying again. So Jesse puts his finger back in her mouth. And, of course, Michelle quiets right down. So Danny says, you know, your brain's not working tonight, but your finger's doing great. So Danny tells Joey to go downstairs, get Michelle's teething ring because it's in the freezer. So apparently that yellow thing is not a teething ring. It's just a little toy that did nothing to help Michelle's pain. So, of course, Danny wants Joey out of the room so he could really rail into Jesse about, yes, I need a word alone with the alleged babysitter. Thank you. Of course, yes, it's a bad time, Joey, for that useless information. As he says, oh, I guess this is a bad time to ask for that lady singer's phone number. Did she sing? I thought she just played that tambourine, shook that tambourine. But yeah, she ain't gonna want to go out with you, Joey. She might have joined you on the counter line, but I'm pretty sure she don't want to go out with you. But then again, maybe, maybe, who knows, who knows. Joey has his moments. And then Jesse says, just get out of here. 
So Danny crosses to the other side of the crib so he can face Jesse head on. He's he's walking around. He's, he says, well, 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 well. Like just glaring at Jesse. As Jesse's like, what, 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 what? Yes, Danny goes back around to the other side of the crib that so he's across from Jesse again as he says, shame, 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 shame. I'm like, Danny, do you have any real ammunition here to toss in Jesse's direction or are you just going to be repeating words? And Jesse says, I feel like I'm being chewed out in the Grand Canyon. Danny starts him, well, you know, I should be happy that, you know, the house is still standing. And, oh, the barb, the, uh, oh, man, as he says, he says, I must have been crazy to think that you were adult enough to take care of my children. Can you imagine? Let's say that Danny just pulls the Pam card out and says, you know, I bet you never would have pulled this if Pam had asked you to babysit our kids. I, can you imagine if Danny pulled that Pam card? To make Jesse feel that much worse. Granted, yes, Jesse does need to be talked to. This is, there was no reason for that. Danny asked you one simple thing. That's why you're being brought in there to help with the kids. I know you have your own life separate from living in that house. And, you, you know, Jesse moved in. With other commitments, you know, one of them being the band and stuff like that. But all it is is rehearsal. I mean, I'm sure maybe they got a gig or something like that. But it's like, you moved in to help with the kids. Reschedule the, the rehearsal for another day or something. Come on now. I mean, like, it's a career. I know Jesse wants it to be one, but come on now. And Danny closes with you really let me down and Jesse's like wait a minute where are you going and Danny says oh I thought I'd call up the Beastie Boys and see if they want to take the girls to the park tomorrow so of course we cut back to Michelle <laughs> with Jesse still the finger in the mouth seems like you're enjoying this aren't you and we just cut to Michelle's adorable face like ah. you were irresponsible you were unreliable I'll get back to you. Oh, Michelle. Oh, honey, it's okay. Daddy's here. I see what this is. Michelle's getting a new tooth. Oh, that really hurts. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Poor baby. Imagine a sharp, pointy, calcified projectile ripping and knifing its way through your soft, tender, inflamed gum tissue. Oh, my God. Danny, you gotta be so graphic. I say we buy her a pony. Sometimes a teething ring helps. Here, Michelle, here you go. Here, honey. That's not a teething ring, though. She loves it. Is this anything like catching the bouquet? Am I the next one to have a baby? All right, excuse me, fellas. Let the pro in. I'll show you how it's done. Sure, sure. All right, little munchkin. Where does it hurt? Give my finger back, kid. Oh, 
Well, your brain's not working tonight, but your finger's doing great. <laughs> Joey, do me a favor. I put one of Michelle's teething rings in the freezer. I'd like a word alone with the alleged babysitter. Jesse, I guess it's a bad time to ask for that girl singer's phone number. Joey, yes, it's a bad time. Well, 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 well. What, 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 what? Shame, 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 shame. I feel like I'm being chewed out in the Grand Canyon. I suppose I should be happy the house is still standing. I must have been crazy to think that you were adult enough to take care of my kids. You really let me down. Wait a minute. Where are you going? Oh, I thought I'd call up the Beastie Boys and ask them if they want to take the girls to the park tomorrow. <laughs> you love this, don't you? So now we're in the girls' room, and Stephanie exclaims, Uncle Jesse is the best babysitter we ever had. And DJ says, yeah, but I think he's in big trouble. It's like, she, yeah, she clearly knows Danny is not happy with Jesse and the girls. I mean, okay, let's just say the girls never got up and was doing what they were doing. I still feel that Jesse would have been talked to about the fact that he has his band over and they're playing music. And it's like, no... I get that the girls are in bed, but, yeah. So, of course, there's a knock at the door. DJ's like, get into bed. And then Stephanie goes to jump into DJ's bed with her, and DJ's like, no, you're bed. And DJ has to run and turn the light off. And then she starts fake snoring, like they're pretending that they're asleep. Okay, um, whoever is... For the set design of the girls' room. I mean, looks great except for one thing that just seems kind of weird, not a place. I know that DJ's got a lot of medals and stuff. We can see it on, you know, her, her cork board and all that stuff. But there's a singular, like, gray, dark gray medal with, like, a white little... Not a sash thing, but like a little white piece of cloth connecting, connected to this metal for something. I'm like, why is it just directly like five to six inches above the light switch? That just looks so out of place there. Put it on the cork board with the rest of DJ's awards and stuff, certificates. So Danny comes in and is like, girls, are you awake? As he turns the light on, I'm thinking, well, if they were actually sleeping, they're awake now. And apparently this is just something that cannot wait till morning. DJ's like, dad, is that you? And she's squinting like, what? what? It's, oh, it's too bright. Turn the light off. And even Stephanie's like, is it morning? And her, her eyes are all scrunched shut. So Danny sits at the end of Stephanie's bed on her toy box lid and he says, girls, come over here right now. Look, we have a problem with Uncle Jesse and I don't think he's going to be living here anymore after this. Of course, yeah. When he says, girls, we have a problem with Uncle Jesse and DJ's like, oh no, dad, we didn't have any problems with Uncle Jesse at all. 
That's a very tiny, like, no, I have a problem with how he babysat you, quote-unquote, babysat you tonight. And Danny says, I I'm sorry, but he was just so irresponsible. Oh, girl, she didn't get rid of the evidence, because there are empty bowls and empty cartons of ice cream on the floor, on that carpeted floor. Oh, they did manage to wipe up all the ice cream drippings off that I'm guessing it's a record player that's on that little table. Yeah, the empty chocolate ice cream carton, and then you got the cartons of ice cream. And Danny's like, oh, I see what happened. Uncle Jesse forced ice cream sundaes and chocolate milk down your throats. And then he hid the evidence under the table. My guess is... Danny knows what really happened, and he's just trying to guilt the girls into revealing their side of it. Like, no, I know the girls are guilty, and this is my way of finding out. Little cave. And Danny even calls Jesse a sick fiend and says, Well, he probably ignored you when you told him no sweets after bedtime, huh? DJ says, Probably. She looks so guilty. And Danny says, Well, no probably about it, because otherwise you'd be lying. He's facing Stephanie when he, when he says, otherwise you'd be lying. And then he says, and you know better than that, don't you? And Stephanie's probably. So Danny stands up with this finality of, well, that does it then. I guess asking Uncle Jesse to move in here was just a big mistake. Okay, Danny, now you're going a little too far. As he says, in fact, this may be a matter for the police. Danny, he's just trying to scare them into confessing. He knows they will. At the word police, DJ and Stephanie look at each other horrified. They, it's like they don't want to get their Uncle Jesse into trouble. Definitely not trouble with the police. Oh, here's the clincher. He says, no, sweet dreams, my perfect little angels. Yeah, yeah, there's the button. That's the candy on the sunday right there he's got him all they gotta do is confess as he gets ready to head out the door yeah they both call him back daddy dad stephanie says we were bad and dj says we did everything he says we even ordered the pizza and tells him we should all go apologize to uncle jesse and danny nods and says you're right you go first and DJ asks, it's like, sweetie, you know he's going to punish you, most likely. She's like, are you going to punish us? And then, of course, Stephanie puts a hand up before you answer that. Stephanie pulls out a piece of pizza from her toy box and says, we saved you a slice of pizza. Uh, it's probably got, uh, like, stuffed animal fuzz and lint and whatever. I mean, it, the offer, the gesture is nice, I'm sure, but still. Uncle Jesse's the best babysitter we ever had. Yeah, but I think he's in big trouble. Get to bed. No, 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 your bed. <laughs> Fake snore. Problem with Uncle Jesse. Oh no, Dad, we didn't have any problems with Uncle Jesse at all. 
I'm sorry. He was just so irresponsible. What is this? Uh-oh. Empty bowls and empty cartons. Oh, now I see what happened. Uncle Jesse forced ice cream sundaes and chocolate milk down your throats, and then he hid the evidence under your table. Oh, the sick fiend. He probably ignored you when you told him no sweets after bedtime, huh? Probably. No probably about it, because otherwise you'd be lying. And you know better than that, don't you? Probably. Well, that does it. I guess asking Uncle Jesse to move in here was just a big mistake. In fact, this may be a matter for the police. Now, sweet dreams, my perfect little angels. Daddy, we were bad. We did everything. We even ordered the pizza. We should all go apologize to Uncle Jesse. You're right. You go first. Hmm. Are you going to punish us? Before you answer that, we saved you a slice of pizza. So we go back across the hall to Michelle's room. Jesse still has his finger in Michelle's mouth to help with her teething, and it is giving her some relief. She's not crying. And then Jesse starts in with, what's the point of life? You know, 24 hours ago, I was a relatively cool guy, and now I'm a six-foot-tall teething ring. So he's like, all right, bedtime. I'm going to take you to my bed. So he picks Michelle up, pulls her out of the crib. Of course, she starts, you know, and he's like, all right, I'll put my finger back in you. There you go. Okay, so as he's taking her to his room down the hall, DJ and Stephanie are like, Uncle Jesse, can we talk to you? And Jesse says, whatever it is, the answer is no. Oh, they just come right out as soon as Jesse comes out of Michelle's room. They come out of the room and they say, Uncle Jesse? And Jesse says, whatever it is, the answer's no. So they follow him into his room. As DJ says, we just wanted to say thanks for trying to keep us out of trouble. <laughs> and DJ says, the only reason we took advantage of you is because you had no idea what you were doing. I think he realizes that, Deej. And Stephanie says, from now on, we'll be good and do whatever you say. <laughs> and DJ, like, sharply looks at Stephanie, like, Steph, don't get crazy. And then she turns to Jesse and says, we'll, we'll try to do better. Stephanie even tells Jesse, you can cover up my bunnies if you want. And I love Jesse's response here. She says, he kind of glances at the wall, says, that's all right. Your bunnies are growing on me. And Stephanie adds, we really love you. And he says, well, I love you girls too. And he says, the next time you pull that stuff on me, and he looks at the girls and says, I'm still going to love you. Oh, that's so sweet. Up the bed and they give him a hug. Aww. So, Danny comes in with, looks like this, is that that slice of pizza, or is that that uh, teething ring for Michelle? I'm like, what has Joey been doing this entire time? Because Danny bends down and says, girls, either you go to bed for real, or I'm taking everything out of your room and turning it into a 24 mini mart. 
Okay, it is the pizza pizza. <laughs> so they're like, good night, everybody. Good night, Michelle and Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Danny is nervous. He's nervous because, of course, now he's going to apologize to Jesse. But he's like, here's the link. He's offering you want a slice of pizza that's been in a toy box for a couple hours. <laughs> Jesse says, nah, me and the little leech here are going to try to get some sleep. Where is Joey? I thought he comes in with like a giant carrot at some point for Michelle. So, okay, here we go. Joey comes in. Well, I couldn't find Michelle's teething ring, but I did find something just as good. An ice cold carrot. He pulls it out of it. And it uh, looks like it's just been yanked out of the ground because it's got like the leafy green part on the end just hanging down but apparently it does the job jesse can give his finger a rest from being gnawed on by michelle's baby teeth so jesse passes michelle over to joey who kind of cradles her and then it puts the tip of the carrot in michelle's mouth and danny kind of looks at him like are you serious and Joey says, well, what? I mean, I could have brought the fish sticks, but you would have thought I was an idiot. I'm like, ah, no, 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 don't, don't, don't give her the fish sticks. Okay, that's uncooked stuff. Like, don't do that. A carrot, I mean, as long as you washed it off and stuff like that, then that should be a temporary solution. I'm sure Danny's like, okay, just, I will go look. I will go look for the teething room myself because I know what's in there. I put it in there myself. So... Danny goes and sits on the other side of Jesse because Joey's on the other um his other side. And Danny says, look, Jesse, I want you to know it was really nice of you to take the rap for DJ and Stephanie. And yeah, Danny apologizes. Like, look, I'm real sorry. I just, I got so crazy before. I just, you know, walking around, you're going, well, well, well. Well, Danny, I mean, you were upset. These are your babies. You know, you you want, you ask Jesse the simplest thing just to watch them. Make sure they go to bed on time, that they're not up getting into things and staying up past their bedtime and stuff like that. For the most part, I mean, if he had just, if he had just shut that down as soon as the girls went to the kids, like, no, you need, no, you Go upstairs and get back into bed. We're not doing this. You are not taking advantage of me. And the thing is, he started to at first, but then he had to think about it. Like, maybe it's like, Jesse, ask yourself, did your dad or your mom ever let you get away with that kind of stuff? Did any babysitter ever let you get away with it? Well, if you think about it, I bet Pam probably, ba I mean, she's five years older than Jesse, she probably babysat Jesse from time to time like that. I don't know, but even any adult who's not a parent who would be watching kids would know enough. To, they're not, you're not going to like, yeah, sure, I'm sure your parents let you have a midnight snack and stuff. But like, no, you like, I'm sure they don't do that. Can you please go back to your bedroom and go back to sleep? And Jesse's cool with it. He puts a hand on, you know, Jesse's. Jesse puts a hand on Danny's. Why am I getting their names mixed up? It's 10.48 in the morning. My goodness. <laughs> ah, he says, it's cool, cool, cool. Like, he's fine. It's like, it's everything. It's, it's, it's cool. It's copacetic. It's good. 
He knows now the girls are not going to take advantage of him again. He's wise to that. And Danny says, you know, the girls just mean so much to me, especially now, you know, since Pam's gone. Because really, if you think about it, you know, the girls are all he has left of his wife other than his memories. And Jesse says, I don't know what you're saying, man. I mean, I worry about them too. They're my nieces. And Jesse gets up and starts walking towards the doorway. He's like, you know, but I don't know nothing about this kid stuff. And Danny gets up and says, yeah, I know, but both you guys, you gotta remember. It's like, yeah, definitely. You guys are in this together. You're a team of three. Well, one person doesn't know. The other two can easily bounce ideas off of. I mean, think about it. Danny, your wife had been doing that for over 10 years. You must have picked up. I mean, the fact that he knew where the teething ring was and the fact that Michelle needed a teething ring. is the dude, Danny, you're doing something right. Your kids are still living. They're breathing. You're getting them through day to day. I mean, yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit of guesswork. Yes, and Danny will say this later on to Joey when uh, and Joey gets tough in season two. As Danny says, don't be afraid to say no. Kids need limits. And yes, they do. Yes, the younger you start out with that, the better off they'll be. You can't just have them thinking every time you go into a store with them that they're going to go and that they're going to get something. I um was going to get some calendars at the mall. And it also serviced as a toy store as well. Well, kind of a toy store. This young girl couldn't have been more than maybe three. Her mom had bought her this giant, and I do mean giant, life-size for a toy, tiger. That was probably at least maybe, I'd say, two to three feet long. And I just remember the mom saying, now tell me how much you love me and say thank you very much, mom. She's expecting this from a three-year-old. And then and I'm, you know, getting my stuff, you know, checked out at the register. And then all of a sudden I hear this crying. I look over my shoulder, the little girl's now on the floor having a temper tantrum. And the mom saying, if you don't stop, we're, you're not going to get this tiger. And I'm thinking, you just paid for it, though. So it's like the... Mother, I don't know, and I don't want to judge someone. I don't know about their parenting skills, but it's just like, don't let your kid assume that they're going to get something every time you go out. Because the moment you say yes, they're going to expect it every single time. And Jesse says, how am I supposed to know? I've been here 12 hours. You expect me to be, to be Robert Young? I don't know who Robert Young is. Is he Father Knows Best? Well, I'm on the ball. Yes, apparently he is Robert Young as Jim Anderson in Father Knows Best. I just took a stab in the dark. I'm like, could it be Father Knows Best? Because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that that reference has come up over the course of eight seasons. Someone's getting sleepy, little baby Michelle. You see, when they come to Joey, you see baby Michelle with her hands kind of curled, and she's kind of rubbing at her eyes, and she looks sleepy, like that baby needs a nappy nap. So, <laughs> Joey stands up with baby Michelle and says, Now, I'm confused. Is it Robert Young from Father Knows Best or Robert Young from Dr. Welby? 
never watched either of those shows. I, I'm pretty sure it's Robert Young from Father Knows Best. I already checked it out, Joey. I did the homework for you. So, Diddy just has a confused look. And he turns to Jesse and like, so anyway... This is going to take some time, but we can make this work if we want it to work. And, and, and it's like Danny's asking Jesse, you do want this to work, don't you? Like, you're, you're not going to walk out on us. This isn't, I mean, you're not giving up on us, right? I mean, like, we need you, Jesse. The girls need you. I need you. Joey needs you. And Jesse says, you know, at first I wasn't sure, but when I saw that kid telling me I could cover her bunnies up, and he says, you know, when I was looking at that little baby counting on me to stop her pain, it's like, dude, you are needed here. Stephanie was willing to let you cover up her, her bunnies like it was no big deal. It's like, if you want to do that, you can. It's like, just stay here. I'll let you, I'll let you, you have my permission to cover up any bunny on that wall and, and on those walls in my old room. And and Jesse does. He gets a little much here. It's like, I don't know. I just, I got all warm and tingly. And somebody stopped me. <laughs> and Joey even says, you know, I, I'm just happy to be here. I was an only child. You know, and Joey also, he is a child of divorce. Danny actually is too that we find out later on when, um, in season four with Rusty. And he says, you know, Joey says, all I had was imaginary brothers and sisters. And Joey adds, you know, it feels great to be in a real house with real people. That's what, honestly, also I love about Fuller House, too, is just the connection with the family, too. It's just, you're all there. Even here, it's like they're all getting something out of being there. You know, Joey... Uh, you know, his dad was in the military. I can understand. You know, his parents got divorced. Joey used comedy to try to make friends and stuff like that and whatnot. But it's just a lot of time, like, you know, it's probably you know, him and his mom. And just, you know, not having a sibling to share and what was, what was going on and everything and just try to keep himself centered. It's like... He likes us. He likes his constant activity and just this family togetherness. It's like it's putting something in him, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? It's filling like a hole. Even Jesse said, you know, it's filling a hole in me that I didn't know that was empty that, you know, I needed. It's like they all need this. They're all getting something from being together and supporting each other. And Joey looks over his shoulder as he says, right, Leon? Oh, I love Danny's confused look like, he's just kind of confused, like squinting at Joey, like, okay. And Danny's just like, give me my kid, thank you. Oh, yeah, he takes Michelle and starts slowly rocking her, like, it's time to go to bed. Is this when they all, this is the first time ever the, the guys all start singing together before we get to Michelle being old enough to request the teddy bear song by Elvis Presley. I mean, you could count the Flintstones theme at the end of the pilot episode, but I mean, this is if all three of them are joining in, like this is the start of it. Yeah. He's singing Bram's lullaby, I believe it is, but he's like, and there's 
lullaby and good night and there's more words i'm not sure of <laughs> no joey screams conga and it gets behind danny and they start conging oh my goodness and jesse's like all right what the heck and he grabs onto joey's hips as they conga out of the room and they're all the way down oh wait and michelle's better jesse looks over his shoulder and says come on leon Jesse? Whatever it is, the answer is no. Uh, we just wanted to say thanks for trying to keep us out of trouble. The only reason we took advantage of you is because you had no idea what you were doing. From now we'll be good and do whatever you say. Steph, don't get crazy. We'll try to do better. You can cover up my bunnies if you want. That's all right. Your bunnies are starting to grow on me. We really love you. Well, I love you girls, too. The next time you pull that stuff on me, <laughs> I'm still going to love you. Okay, now either you girls go to bed for real, or I'm taking everything out of your room and turning it into a 24-hour mini-mart. Good night, everybody. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Michelle. Good night, Uncle Jesse. Good night, honey. Okay. Hi. Hi. Want a slice of pizza? <laughs> no. Me and the little leech are going to try to get some sleep. And I couldn't find Michelle's teething ring, so I got the next best thing. An ice-cold carrot. <laughs> I thought I could have brought the fish sticks, but you guys would have thought I was an idiot. <laughs> Look, Jesse, I want you to know that was really nice of you to take the rap for DJ and Stephanie. And I'm real sorry I got so crazy before walking around you going, well, well, well. It's cool, cool, cool. The girls just mean so much to me, especially now, you know, since Pam's gone. Well, what you saying, man? I worry about him too, and my nieces. But I don't know nothing about this kid stuff. Yeah, I know, but both you guys, you gotta remember. Don't be afraid to say no. Kids need limits. What am I supposed to know? I've been here 12 hours. You're expecting to be Robert Young. <laughs> now wait, I'm confused. Is it Robert Young from Father Knows Yes. Best or Robert Young, Dr. Welby? No. <laughs> this is going to take some time. <laughs> but we can make this work if we want it to work. Jesse, you do want this to work, don't you? Oh, first I wasn't sure, but... Oh, when I saw that kid tell me I could cover her bunnies up, and I was looking at the little baby in my arms, counting on me to stop her from being in pain. I don't know, man. I got all warm and tingly, and somebody stopped me. <laughs> you know, I'm just happy to be here. I was an only child. All I had was imaginary brothers and sisters. It feels great to be in a real house with real people. Right, Leon? <laughs> <laughs> Give me my kid. Okay, Michelle. It's time to go to bed. Yeah, lullaby and good night, and there's more words I'm not sure 
So Tanner teachable moment for this episode. Get to that for a second. So best outfit. I want to give it to Stephanie's outfit for when she and DJ come down all jazzed up, all you know, hair, earrings, all that stuff. But I just I like Stephanie's outfit. I don't know what it, but it just it was very very fashionable. <laughs> it's like she had like the little um. The, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the bow tie thing in the hair and the dangly black and white earrings and the, it was like a white shirt with like some uh, leopard print and some other designs on there. It was just really adorable. My DJ's was cute too, but I really like Stephanie's. As far as for worst outfit of the episode, uh... I'm going to give it to Gary from the Rippers. He's the uh, ginger-haired guy who had the guitar who took Jesse's guitar. Jesse was heading up the stairs after Joey and Danny. As, like, he was wearing yellow, and it just really wasn't flattering. So, <laughs> uh, Okay, so Tanner Teachable moment for this episode. Look. If someone's expecting you to do a job, take care of their kids. Don't invite people over and start playing. I mean, if you're a musician or whatever, but don't don't use an excuse to take over their house and invite people that aren't supposed to be there. You have a job to do, regardless of the kids are sleeping in bed. Just no. And I, I still feel like if Pam had asked Jesse to do it, no way would he have pulled that. Because she would have really called him out. But he loves his sister so much. It's like, even though your sister still isn't here, that is her husband and those are your nieces. So she would expect you to treat her husband with respect in his house. I mean, come on now. But then again, I mean, maybe... Jesse and because Je Danny even said I have an actual job that pays money you two draw straws or draw a name out of the hat one of you stays one of you goes since people were expecting Joey like that probably is a paid gig too, the stand-up comedian stuff I'm sure he's not just doing it for just the publicity or anything he's not doing it for free it's like Jesse you can do rehearsal how many times a week does he do rehearsal? I'm not saying that his thing isn't important. I'm just saying he could probably sacrifice and they could hopefully get... Because Jesse even said, I've been here for 12 hours. That it's not even a full day. That they could eventually work out a schedule. These are the days Danny works. This is when J Joey's got his comedy stuff going on. So you can work that into a schedule. And then Jesse, with his rehearsals, everyone can kind of work around it so they each take shifts and stuff like that. As far as the girls go, it's just, don't take advantage of your, especially if it's a family member, and he's living there, so 
you don't want to start off on the wrong foot with not being trustworthy. I know they're kids. I know it was adorable watching them get into mischief and ordering pizza and eating all this junk food. But still, I mean, the times that I had been babysat growing up, that just, well, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Other than my sister watching me, and then living with my aunt and uncle, who sometimes they would go out and have a babysitter. There is one time in particular, like, a neighbor girl had watched us and my young cousin. I'm not going to name names, but he had, we had all been outside and then he ran into the house and proceeded to lock all the doors so none of us could. It wasn't raining or anything. But still, he went inside and locked all the doors so nobody could get inside the house. Proceed to say that, yes, he did get into some major, major trouble when my aunt and uncle got home. Yeah. Alright, so this episode will be going up this Friday, November 12th. And then the next episode, Season 3, Episode 14, Misadventures in Babysitting, is going to be going up. The day after Thanksgiving, so November 26th. So I'm kind of putting a week in between them. So Misadventures in Babysitting, as I said, Season 3, Episode 14, aired January 12th, 1990 in this episode. While holding a poker game at the house, Jesse calls Becky and tells, in quotes, tells her, what she's going to do in a very bossy tone of voice. Also, DJ wants to babysit to earn money for her own phone line, but her babysitting adventure is a little harder than she ever expected. <laughs> this Here's another summary. DJ decides to babysit in order to earn money for her own phone, but her charge turns out to be a bratty nightmare. Yeah, this kid is like bratty because his parents set no boundaries and no limits. <laughs> If you took Rusty and took away all the pranky stuff and just left, like, the bratty part, that would be Brian Kagan. <laughs> or you could even just call Brian Kagan an older version of Aaron Bailey. <laughs> Which I'm believing then later on, if this is correct, in the same season, eight episodes later, so episode 22, Three Men and Another Baby, we have Tony Kagan. So where did the other baby come from? I, I honestly think that it's Brian Kagan's baby brother. Even, but the parents were going to a Grateful Dead concert, so I'm like, okay. The math doesn't work, but the kid still got the last name Kagan, so maybe, and it's the same lady dropping him off, so maybe someone else was watching Baby Tony that night. They're like, well, let's just have you watch Brian, and then someone else, you know, we have another child we're not mentioning in this episode, but yeah. So look forward to that on November 26th. And then I will be doing the, I'm just going to call the double feature for December, It's All Relative, I guess. And unless you guys can come up with something more creative, which I am 100% open to suggestions for 
the title for the double feature about the cousins episodes. So season one, episode 18, Just One of the Guys, aired March 4th, 1988, starring Kurt Cameron of Growing Pains. Growing Pains, I believe, would have been in its third season right around this time. DJ feels left out when her cousin visits and spends most of his time roughhousing with Danny. Well, he wants to hang out with the guys. He's 17 and DJ's 11. There's a major gap, but apparently when he was 15 two years prior and DJ was 9, they got along famously. So... I don't know what happened. <laughs> Steve got older and he's like, eh. he just kind of seem makes it seem like DJ's all just a what he's just views her more as a little kid and and not somewhat really an annoyance. Just like eh, I'm not into that stuff that we used to do two years ago. <laughs> so of course, season eight, I will be covering. But <laughs> I find it. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. It's not season eight. Oh my goodness. No, it's season seven. And it is Kissing Cousins, season seven, episode 18, which aired the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th in 1994. Jesse's cousin Stavros comes to visit and takes advantage of the whole family. Yes, this is basically just Jesse... <laughs> As Stavros. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, wait a second. Hold on. It says David Dean. Double for Mr. Stamos. I'm confused. Oh, that could be when he's doing that. Uh, no, that was some other guy doing that flip at the Smash Club on the off of the. Uh, Off of the um, 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 booth. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that's going to be in December. And then, of course, January is going to be all about Jesse and the girls. So, all right. I hope you all have a great Friday. And I will see you after Thanksgiving. I hope all your, you know, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, I, I hope that it goes well for you and you make some wonderful memories with family and friends or, or however you celebrate. If you go to the movies on Thanksgiving, cool. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a, re a review and rating, for the podcast, just jump on iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The All My Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. All right. See you back again the day after Thanksgiving with Misadventures and Babysitting. Bye-bye.